Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Couple on Fire podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about burnout. That's coming up. Ray meow. (laughs) Meow. Are you a Christian and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level? Then this is the channel for you. What is up? We're so excited you're here. This is season two, episode number five. I am one of your hosts, Josh, and I'm here with the infamous that just got off a cruise, apparently. She got her sweatshirt going on. This is my wife, Christy, y'all. I'm putting this on for good vibes. Good vibes. Vacation vibes. February was the last time we went on vacation. Yeah. We need more vacationing time. So today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about burnout. And burnout, that is one of those topics that... um, I think so many people right now in our society are really suffering greatly from. So today we want to talk a little bit about about burnout. But um, before we get started, I have a few things I want to share, some other things before we really dive in. Do you have anything you want to talk about first about it? Anything else, my beautiful bride, before we do the chunky dunk into this bad boy? (laughs) I think this is a huge topic because I was texting Josh, I think... Friday. I don't remember, but, um, it's something that I've never really dealt with myself at this level. And I think it's an important topic to talk about. And that's something that we're both him and I are both struggling with right now is burnout. And it was important for us to recognize that and then really start talking about it. And then when we were talking about it, we were like, we should do our podcast on that right now because, So many other people, we see it on social media. So many people are posting things. Um, We hear people in our inner circle all talking about it. And it's like we're kind of just indifferent to it until we really started talking about what is going on with us, like individually with the own things that each of us individually have going on with responsibilities. And so I'm, I'm excited to talk about and be transparent and vulnerable with you guys. And I hope that you can be vulnerable with us. Um, this is a serious topic to talk about. And I know that I'm struggling heavily with this right now. Yeah. And to be honest with you, even as a guy right now, you know, I'm going to be transparent about it because most guys are not. Sorry, Jason, I misspelled your name. I'm sorry. I was trying to type and think and listen and all this other stuff. So, uh, but you know, as a guy, we want to be transparent, you know, it's hard to do that, but you know, burnout affects us. It's true. And we're supposed to feel like we're supposed to carry the world on our shoulders at times, especially even as a woman, as a, a, you know, a mother, as a wife, as a worker, you know, we feel Mm -hmm. like we have to carry the world on our shoulders, even though that things just keep coming at us. We feel like, well, everybody else is handling it. Why can't I handle it? So that's why we thought it was really, really, really important for us to talk about this today. But, um, before we really, really dive into it, I, um, I want to show you guys something today that I found online um, uh, somewhere on good old the interwebs. Okay, I found it on Google, and I just really thought it was neat. Now, this is more reference towards work, but I thought the seven signs were super important. Yeah. So I just want to read them out to you real quick. Maybe your phone's a little bit smaller, your screen, you can't really read it that well. So uh, the top one right there in purple says sleeplessness. Uh, the green one says general lack of interest or feeling of apathy, and I know Christy's going to want to talk about that. Frequent illness, maybe you're getting sick a lot. Uh, forgetfulness, you know, maybe you normally don't forget things or, or you come across feeling forgetful about something and you start getting really hard on yourself. Like, why am I keep forgetting all these things? 
the blue one in the bottom left corner is working hard and feeling drained without signs of higher production. And then we get really down on ourselves when things like that happen. Irritability with your coworkers, your friends, and your family. Maybe you're a person that doesn't normally get irritated easy and you find yourself doing a lot of that. And then depression. You know, depression is a part of this. And, you know, when we talk about stress and we talk about burnout, those are really two different things. Uh, so, it, you know, it's really important that we keep those separated because burnout is something much different than just regular stress. So, yeah, I think burnout happens from long periods of stress. I mean, we all have stressful days or stressful times in our lives. And then when it goes for long periods of time um, without letting up, it turns into something deeper, which is burnout. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. This article that I found today, too, uh, it's on Healthline.com. Was this article, Christy found one, I found one, we started talking about it, it's really funny because she was at work today and she's like, sent me this link and literally as the link came through my text message, I was on the website already reading about the same exact one. So this article, and I want to make sure that I share the link out to you guys later uh, after the episode's over, I'll drop it in there so you can go back through and look through this article. This article is so good. But you know, the big question is, is like, what is burnout, right? So many of us don't think to ourselves, burnout, we think to ourselves, uh, we think ourselves stressed out, right? And there's a big difference. So uh, this this term was actually coined by a psychologist, Herbert Friedenberger. I don't know where he's from. Uh, in the 1970s, uh, burnout uh-huh. describes a severe stress condition that leads to severe physical, mental, and emotional exhaustion. It says much worse than ordinary fatigue, burnout makes it challenging for people to cope with stress and handle the day-to-day responsibilities, which we get really hard on ourselves when we get into a position in life where we're like, why can't I handle these mundane or normal tasks that are normally simple for me to handle, Mm -hmm. right? And then down here it says, people experiencing burnout often feel like they have nothing left to give and may dread getting out of bed each morning. Mm-hmm. They may even adopt a pessimistic outlook toward life and feel hopeless. And I just thought that's, I mean, that's just so powerful on its own. It is. Yeah. So uh, going right into what we want to talk about is, now let me know what burnout is, Uh and you're able to maybe look at the signs of it and say, hey, maybe there's something going on. Let's talk about how to solve it or let's ha- how to get a handle of it. So our first point we want to make tonight is how to recognize it. Recognize and watch for the signs. So I think uh, Josh and I were talking about this beforehand. I think everyone's signs are going to be different. Everyone's triggers are going to be different. And I don't know what has been going on with me for like the past three months. I've been just talking to him about it, talking to him about it, talking to my friends about it. I'm like, it's really weird. It's not like I'm depressed. It's something different. And I was saying, I'm just, um, I don't care. Like I've become very apathetic to situations. Not that I've been like, I don't care. Like that type of, I don't care. I've kind of just been indifferent to, to everything. And, um, I am normally, you can't say I'm a, I started forgetting things because I'm normally a very forgetful person anyway, but I'm an organized person. So Mm. I've always been forgetful since I was little, 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 like my, I used to get in trouble all the time for forgetting things and misplacing things and not remembering. Like I can remember being in third grade and getting in trouble for my mom all the time for, not remembering where things are. So I've become a very organized person over my life with planners and my schedule and planning things in and my calendar. And, um, I have 
utilize that. But lately I've just been, even though it's in my calendar, I'm not associating two things that are scheduled at the same time. It's Mm. like my brain isn't even telling me you have two things at the same time. And so those things were going on and I'm, I started, I don't wear a lot of makeup anyway. I normally just wear mascara. Like today I have mascara on. So mascara is my makeup. So I went through a phase where I've been forcing myself the last week, I would say, to actually put mascara on. I stopped like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. Like I would just put my glasses on and go about the day. And, um, I found myself that I've been very, becoming very cynical. So those are some signs for me. And so then I started being like, but I'm not depressed. You know, throughout my life, I've been diagnosed with bipolar depression. We've shared about that in a previous, um, one of our previous episodes, uh, manic depressive disorder. And I was on medication for a lot of years, um, since I had been 18. And so, um, which I'm, uh, you know, I went through healing processes and I'm off all my medications now, but I'm very familiar with my depression signs and what I need to do to fix that. I wasn't, I didn't know how to fix this. I have been trying to get more sleep and then I'm like, I don't care if I get sleep, it doesn't matter. You know? So, I started Googling things and this is when I found this burnout thing. And I do think it's a God thing. You know, I don't think about coincidences. I text this to Josh today and he's like, I'm reading the same exact article right now. And I'm like, it's so good because your mental health is so important. Um, and I am in that stage right now. It's very important to try to recognize the signs and, and make steps towards, um, overcoming that, like having like, no, you're going to put mascara on. Okay. Like you can put mascara on yourself, make yourself feel better. I think we get caught up though. Like, like we think to ourselves, uh, I don't have a choice, right? So I don't have a choice. Like I have to go to work. I don't have a choice. Uh, I have to get up in the morning. I don't have a choice. Like these are my responsibilities. I have children. They're my choice. They're they're, I've made that choice. So I don't have a choice now to take care of them. Right. So I can't, I can't, um, I, I, we get in this cycle of like, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Or we get in a case of the I shoulds, right? I should be okay with this. I should learn how to accept this. I should, I should, I should. Mm-hmm. And we do is we climb ourselves deeper and deeper into this burnout mode. And then burnout becomes part of who we are. And we just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper down into it. And then it causes deep depression. It causes us to isolate ourselves. Mm-hmm. It causes us to do a lot of, lot of things, uh, which ends up making it worse and making it worse and making it worse. So, you know, we talk about recognizing the signs. Important thing that we have to do is, first off, we have to know what the signs are to be recognized. And many of you on here, to, right now, I, t- I can tell you for a fact, I know everybody on here, some of you on here anyway, are saying all of them things are going on with me. And yeah, you're probably in burnout. And what we do is we allow either the society, our friends, our family, or ourselves to make us believe that we have to be this way, that we ha- we don't have a choice. Like, like my neighbor's this way, so why, why shouldn't I be able to do the same things? And we have to understand when we're recognizing the signs, we also have to recognize our capabilities and what we're able to handle and not handle. And there's a big difference between being a crybaby about something and saying, oh, I don't want to go to work because going to work causes burnout. No, there's a big difference in that. You know, we have to be willing to recognize those signs and say, hey, this is really what's going on. I'm normally, Christy even told you, she's not, she's normally a forgetful person, but she's highly organized. Yeah. And when she starts seeing that become off kilter, okay, that's a warning sign. Maybe I need to have a deeper look into myself for really what's going on. Well, and in the fact that I've just, I started looking back over the last couple months even, and it's like, 
I'm just go I'm just going through the motions yep. of everything yeah. and I'm not fully present and fully aware um of what is going on. Like this past weekend, I made it a point on Saturday we went to a golf outing, uh an autism awareness golf outing, and a couple of times when I was sitting in the golf cart, I looked out around at nature. I made a conscious effort. You know, when I'm looking out and around and I'm just like, it is so beautiful out here. Mm. And it's like bringing myself back into the moment instead of just, just, just being there. And that's what I had been telling myself for the last couple of months. Like, just put my head down, grin and bear it, get through it. And mm. it wasn't going away. In fact, it was gradually getting worse mm. until probably this past Saturday when I've really tried to make an effort, um, to make a difference, like really be aware, like, okay, I can't just put my head down and get through it. Mm. I need to look around. I need to be conscious of where I'm at, what I'm doing and then say, okay, do I need to sit down? Do I need to go in another room? And it got to the point where last Thursday we were at celebrate recovery and Josh was up speaking and I actually had to get up and walk out of the room a couple times out of the sanctuary while he was talking. Cause I actually felt like I couldn't have a single other word go into my ears mm. because I, I just am so like, I can't, I can't do it. And so that's when I really started recognizing probably last Thursday, like I, something, something is not right. I need to, I need to work this out. Yeah. But how many times over, let's even say the last four months. Okay. Cause you're, mm. you said before we even started today that you had been struggling this for about the last three or four months. Mm -hmm. How many times over the last three or four months though, you keep telling yourself I need to just suck it up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, every day, every day, every day, I, I just would be like, it's just, it, you're just tired. You're just, um, you just have stretched yourself too thin. It's your schedule. Nope. You just have to, you just have to grin and bear it. You just, and you, you don't though, like there is certain responsibilities like Josh was talking about that. You can't just be like, I'm just not going to go to work anymore. You can't, yeah. do, you can't do that. But there are things then that you have to be conscious and aware of, um, in your time, your, your minutes, even throughout the day where you, okay, I'm at work today. I need to not sit in my office all day long and say, nope, I have to get all this work done. I have to sit in here for 10 hours. I can't, you need to get up. You need to go outside for a second, take some deep breaths, look around, recenter yourself, pray, you know, um, that's something I recognized about myself. I can't just sit in my office all day long. I don't take lunches. I just sit there. I went in at 6.30 in the morning today, and I didn't do it today. So this is me holding myself accountable. I didn't leave until like 5.30 tonight. And, to, and I didn't leave my office unless I had to go to the printer. I mean, I didn't go outside. I didn't look around. And I kept saying, oh, I'll do it in a few minutes. I'll do it in a few minutes. I'll do it in a few minutes. And I didn't. And that is a huge thing. Like, you need to take the time to take a breather. They even say to authors, I'm not an author, but they say that people that are writing a book, they write for a few hours. Get up. Yeah. Go walk outside. So you don't get that way. And you have to be conscious of those things. And it, I think it did me a lot of good on Saturday. We talked about this being outside like mm -hmm. all day yeah. outside. It was really good. I couldn't remember the last time that we've just went outside. We've been going from building to building to building for like months. And we used to go on walks outside. We used to just sit outside on the deck. 
So nature does you good. Does and, me good. And part of those signs, though, of not of, of not just looking for the negative signs, but also looking at the positive signs. Like Christy said, she realizes, you know, being outside in nature, sitting back for a minute, taking a breath, looking and absorbing the, the, the environment that's around in a positive sense. That's also recognizing what can help combat some of this stuff. It's... It's, it's not always just about recognizing the bad things going on, but also recognizing what works for you. It's different for everybody. Yeah. Sometimes I remember, okay, so I asked Christy a few, maybe a month ago now, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm going to ask you something and I just need you to say yes to it. Uh, okay. Because I know, because I know her and, and, and I'm like, it's just, re- it was really important that some friends of ours asked if we would be part of this golf outing. First off, Christy doesn't golf. I don't know that. And people don't understand. <clears throat> it's not me saying... I don't golf. It's, I don't like I've swing a golf club like three times in my whole life. Like I don't, I don't know how that's not, I don't, I don't know how. So we signed up to go be part of this autism. He signed us up. Awareness golf outing. And it was a Which scramble. I'm we did not. And you are grateful, right? So, mm-hmm. and I was really hoping and praying that that was going to be the output. Now I didn't know, but I was thinking to myself, like, you know what? We need to get outside. We need to get detached from the normal things that we keep hammering away at each and every day. Like we need to get detached of that. So I told her, I'm like, I need you to tell me you're going to say yes to this. And she's like, okay. So begrudgingly, even the morning of, yeah. but she did it. But, and he knows me so well though, because I wasn't saying anything. I wasn't complaining. No, you weren't. I just don't talk. He's just like on the way there. He's like, we're going to have fun, babe. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. But another sign for us, and I just thought about this and I wanted to say this. Him and I have both had this be happening to us lately that we've talked about is that we have felt like, like we cannot sit down ever we start getting more stressed out and that was a burnout sign for uh, for both of us because we've talked about it yep it's like if i sat down at the end of the night when i got home from work and i ate dinner and everything if i wasn't okay i need to get on and do schoolwork okay we need to be working on our consulting business oh we have to be doing stuff for church oh my gosh we got to be doing life group stuff oh like if we weren't doing something I started like stressing out about it. And that's a huge sign of burnout. Like you have to be able to allow yourself to calm down. We, wasn't it? Like we feel like we're vibrating a little bit. Like there's something I can be doing right now. There's there's always something I can be doing that, that could be done. But that leads us into the second point, which is something that's even, that's, that becomes most important after recognizing it. And that is, that is how to reverse it. Mm -hmm. And the reason why reversing it so important is because, like Christy said, I believe earlier in the episode, she said, you can't just put your head down and get through it. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. We think it works like that because as Christians, we think to ourselves, this is just a season. I mean, how many times have you heard that? It's just a season, right? Oh, I say just it a to season. myself. Okay, okay, let's just be honest. All right, but sometimes that season, okay, could last 40 years. Like, we don't know. So we need to quit telling ourselves this is just going to be over in a week or over in a month or over in a day. We have to quit telling ourselves that and start being proactive and being part of the solution of reversing it. Number mm-hmm. one, pray to God for strength and encouragement mm-hmm. and and wisdom to know what to do, what to do. First off, first thing that comes to mind, I know because it's one of the hardest things for me to do, my wife will agree, is you need to start saying more no. Mm. No. No. Like, I'm really bad at that Mm. because I start getting a case of the shoulds, right? Oh, I should be able to do that. I should be able to handle that. I should be able to do this. I should be able to do that. No. 
No, but it's actually no. that that is a little bit going into codependency. So if it you, is, and I struggle with codependency too. I I don't know if I I would label even mine. Mine is a little bit of self worth. So I actually feel like I struggle with people liking me. I have my whole life. And it's like, I want everyone to like me, which you'd be surprised because I'm a pretty honest person. You know, when you're super honest, a lot of people don't like you, but I, it's like, if someone asks me to do something though, the weight of my guilt is so instantly, I'm like, if you say no, they're not going to like you or they're going to be mad at you, you know? And so you, I don't want to disappoint people. I'm a people pleaser in that aspect. So it's very important to know your weaknesses because if you keep saying yes, like that, to people. And a lot of times we even get caught up in thinking that we have to explain the no. Oh, I'm popular for that. You are. And I, he is. And I'm like, you don't, we don't have to explain ourselves to any, you, he has to explain stuff to me. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> That's the wrong no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important to say, no, I'm sorry. I can't, you know? And why, why, why you don't have to. And I think it's important to recognize that you shouldn't badger a person either if you're asking them to do something and they tell you no. It's they don't need to explain themselves to you. No, but I, I'm a person that says yes because it makes me feel good, right? Yeah. That somebody was willing to trust in me to do something. So, which is a self-worth issue, okay? And that's just honesty. As I need to I need to be made to feel important about, you know, someone's asked me something. I'm like, well, yeah, of course I got to do it now. If they even, they've went out of their way to ask me, at least that's how I feel about it. And what ends up happening, though, is when I try to do everything, I do nothing well. I do nothing well. So I have a hard time succeeding. And one of my biggest problems, and I've shared this many times before, is that I have a hard time finishing something. And it's because I have a real problem with not saying no. Like, if I could just take a, just a few things and say yes to those and then say no to the rest, I would probably have find a lot more success in certain different areas of my life. But I don't do that. And what ends up happening is it caused me to get just in this burnout mode consistently in all different ways. So now I have to go through a bunch of yeses, go into burnout mode, and I have to say no to everything, right? Because mm -hmm. now I'm crashing, I'm getting sick. I mean, all these issues are coming up in burnout mode, but I'm not doing anything about it, really. I'm waiting until burnout says, you don't have a choice, and you have a choice. See, when we're, when we're willing to recognize the signs, now we have to be willing to then reverse what's going on in our lives. We have to step up and do something about it. And how are we going to do that? Like, what action can you take in your life to to switch that around, to rotate that those those responsibilities that you have that maybe you've taken off way, way, way too much? You know, I mean, what areas right now do you really honestly feel like we can reverse the curse of burnout? So, in all honesty, I really feel like some of mine is um, I'm not getting enough sleep. So, we've been so busy. I am justifying, I need to be, I need to be asleep typically by nine or nine 30 or 6 PM. Sometimes I can, but I need yeah. to be asleep by nine or nine 30. Cause I get up between five and five 30 and, uh, for, for important things to me in the morning. And so I've been trying to convince myself that I don't need to go to bed until 1030 or 11 o'clock because I'm so busy up until nine mm. doing work, schoolwork, all these other things that I'm grown and I should be able to stay up a couple more hours to be able to decompress should. and you know, play on my phone if I want and I can still get up the next morning and I'm going to be fine. 
And it's not true because then what I'm, when I don't get up at that time, what I'm actually giving up is the most important thing in my life. It's my devotion time. It's my Bible reading time. Mm -hmm. It is my prayer time. Mm -hmm. It's the time that centers me. And that is the most important time. So I need to go to bed earlier. No excuses. If I'm busy right now and and I can't get into bed until nine o'clock and I'm supposed to be sleeping until 930, that's an adult grown up life. That's what Christy needs to do. Stop being a little brat and telling yourself you should be able to lay there for two more hours and watch TV because you want to. It's what am I everything. I heard this in a book the other day and it really hit home with me. Whatever you say yes to, it means you're saying no to something else. That's powerful. So if I'm saying yes to staying up at 11, that means I'm actually saying no to getting up at 530 and getting all my important time in. It's actually what it means because I don't get up. I can tell myself the night before. It's just like tonight. I can say tomorrow's the day I'm going to start eating healthier. And then tomorrow I'll end up eating ice cream. And then after I'm done eating the ice cream and I self-loathe, then I tell myself, I'm going to start eating healthier. It's no different. Like mm-hmm. I have to stop making excuses about those things. I need to get outside more. Those are the things that make a huge, I have to hydrate if I'm not drinking enough water. I know that sounds mediocre or minuscule, I guess is the word I'm looking for, but it's so important. You have to hydrate. It's, um, they say when you first wake up in the morning and you can Google this. Okay. And I'm saying real Google, like studies that have happened, you, they want you to drink eight ounces of water when you first get up in the morning because your brain is actually dehydrated after you've been sleeping. And it makes a huge difference in your thought process and your memory and all of that for the rest of the day. And so I started doing that too. So those three things, I need to hydrate, I need to get more sleep, and then I need to get out in in nature more as long as it's not winter. (laughs) The whole point is, is you need to figure out what's in your life and you need to say no to things. Exactly. So part of my thing is, and I've tried this for the last two nights and I feel much better today. Now, I don't know if I could chalk it up to other things because I'm really good at doing that. Right. I'm really good at trying something. And then when I really didn't want to try it, but I tried it because I could say I tried it, but then lying to myself and saying the outcome was from something else. Okay. Mm-hmm. All that to say this, uh, the last two nights I've went to bed an hour earlier. I've went to sleep an hour earlier than I normally do. So Christy and I have made a vow in our marriage that we always go to bed together. Well, God loves me, so she can go to sleep with the TV on, which really works out great for me. So I'm not just sitting in there in the dark, right? Or I have to go to sleep at, you know, 930 when she does, when she's supposed to, right? So what ends up happening is, is I'm laying there and I get watching TV and stuff and I get really caught up in like the shoulds. Like I should stay up as late as I want, right? I should be able to do this. And I get caught up in that. And what ends up happening is I end up waking up earlier in the morning anyway. And then I'm like, I should be able to sleep in longer. Mm-hmm. I should be able to do this, but it doesn't happen, right? So I sell myself like there's too much to do, too many things going on, blah, 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 blah. And like at nighttime is my only time to wind down. So what I've done the last two nights is I've went to bed an hour earlier and I'm going to continue doing that, okay? I have to say no to myself, which is the, one of the hardest things we'll ever have to do, say no to ourselves about, no, I'm not going to get up and search the house for food at 10 o'clock at night. And no, I'm going to go to sleep at, by 11. You That's know? why there's a light in the refrigerator, right? Yeah, to show me where the food's at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's where they keep vegetables too, and I don't get those. <laughs> okay. It's not what I'm creeping for at night. You know, but we have to be willing to step up and do the work, okay? We can't just say, oh, you know, it's the season I'm in. I'm going to, you know, go ahead and let this time go by. It's burnout. Like, it's time to get serious right now. 
It's, it's, it's time to get serious right now. It's the small compromises. That's what I used to tell myself yes. in the morning. I'm like, I am not going to get up in the morning and check my email right away or look at Facebook. You really shouldn't because you get dopamine and all those little squirts of chemicals in your brain, you know, that get you going. And people are like, oh, it's not that big a deal. It is that big a deal. And I've broken my own golden rules about in I can see it. I can see it because I've stopped caring. I've become apathetic. I'm so busy. I'm like, oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. And that's how I've gotten. And I got to stop doing that. I'm not a caring, loving person in my mind like I should be. I'm just like, no, not even that. I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I don't even care about myself. And that's bad. You know, you wanted to stop. I wanted to stop putting makeup on. I wanted to stop just like, whatever. Just leave me in my pools of pessimism to wallow by myself. That's how I've been. Mm -hmm. Third thing. Third thing, which we want to make sure we get to is, oops, that's the second thing. Let's go to this one. No. It's resilience. It is resilience. It's apparently not that resilient because it's not on there. Reverse, (laughs) reverse, (laughs) reverse. It's actually funny. I wish I had that to play on there. So What's that from? (laughs) Reverse. It's a song. Reverse, reverse, yeah. Yeah, it's like yes, yeah, one of those line yes, dance songs. Yes. Reverse, reverse. Okay, so anyway, so the third point is uh, resilience. You know, and to create resilience to this means that we need to properly plan before we get to burnout mode, right? And we can use a lot of the stuff we've already talked about today. You know, making sure that we're setting healthy boundaries, saying no when we need to say no, not biting off more than we can chew, not looking at things bigger than what they are, but taking them for what they are right? We can do those things, but we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. Christy mentioned water, and I thought that was great that she talked about that. We need to be purposeful about the things that we're putting into our body. Now, we can always talk about health. We can always talk about those things, but let's just get honest. We want good mental health. We want to take our faith, our family, and our future to the next level. We need to care for the temple, right, that the Bible tells us to take care of, and that's our bodies. And that's inclusive of our physical body, our mental body, Mm -hmm. our spiritual body, you know, all of these things. And how are we taking care of those so we can help prevent burnout? So we need to become more resilient to burnout. And that doesn't mean we need to become stronger than the burnout. We just need to become resilient to the things that cause the burnout to us. We need to be real with ourselves and say, hey, I'm not like Christy. I can't do the same things that Christy does because it will cause me to burn out quicker. And I have to be okay with that. I have to take a little bit of humble pie when I I think of things that way about what I am capable, you know, and then being real with myself about that, you know? So how are you taking care of yourself? Well, I think an important thing is to the resilience and the reverse, this kind of falls into both, is that I've been talking about it since this has been happening. So I haven't stopped talking about it. It's not like I'm going around to everybody saying, Whoa, please feel sorry for me. But I keep like, I'd bring it up to him and say, I do not know what is going on with me. I'm so tired all the time. And I'm just so just like, uh, and, um, indifferent about everything. And then at celebrate recovery in the women's group, I was sharing about that the last few weeks. So it's very important when you start feeling like this, don't isolate yourself. Yes. Don't go around and um, start just telling your problems to everybody. Don't be one of those people that, you know, when people leave away from you, they feel drained because you've like sucked all the life out of everyone that you come in contact with. But the people that really know you, that truly, truly know you to your core, your confidence that you can actually talk to about it and just say, I 
am so burnt out. Number one, a lot of times they can speak wisdom into you because they know you on a deeper level. They can pray with, with you yes. with there's power in prayer. And, or you can have someone just be like, that's, um, will ask you like, what, what are you looking for from me in this situation? Do you want me to give you some advice from an outsider look looking in, or do you just want to bend my ear a little bit and tell, and I'll tell you that I love you. Yeah. I love that. You know, and that that's very important to have. And when you say, Oh my gosh, I have like 20 confidants. <laughs> you don't have any then no, because you should have just a few, you should confidants that truly, truly know you to your core. Yeah. You should have maybe a handful, three or four, you know? And it's, I think that's important because I really, st I stopped wanting to go do anything. I just have been just because I know me with depression, as soon as I start to isolate and stop talking altogether, it's, it gets very, very dark from there. Very dark. And, uh, I don't ever want to get to that place. I got to that place a couple years ago, which we've talked about when I had to go through a lot of deaths in my family. And I don't want to, I don't want to get there again. And I think some of the, some of the most important thing you can do, and it's something that Christy and I are trying to actively do all the time. And if you're in a marriage in a relationship of some format, be open and honest with your partner about it. Yeah. Okay. It's not a weakness. Okay. Maybe what you have taken and what's going on in your life is burning you out. One of the craziest things that I've read doing some of the research about burnout is they say that people that are usually doctors and lawyers and people that are in high affluent positions and stuff experience burnout. But something else that listed that a lot of people don't give enough credit for is the stay at home parent. The stay-at-home parent that has to juggle all these things that literally their job never ends. It's not like they get to step away from that, you know? So maybe that's going on. So be real with yourself and say, hey, you know, I got something going on and I need to talk to my husband. I need to talk to my wife about it. Christy and I have tried to keep open communication about this and it isn't feel sorry for me. That's not what we're mm -hmm. doing. We're saying, hey, we need to support each other in this. We need to make sure that, you know, if we're swimming this crazy race together, like we're being smart about it together. Well, you know? and that goes for people in ministry though, too, because then what happens is you are at the church Monday through Friday yeah. as your job. And then you go there on Sunday because it's your church. And then you yeah. hang out with everyone from your church because those are your friends. And then all your serving time at night or on the weekends is at your church because you serve there too. That's a huge part of being, you know, growing as a Christian is serving. So then people in ministry, pastoral staffs, directors of recovery ministries, or like worship band, all of those things, they are there 24 seven. Yeah. And then that becomes burnout because you're always there. So there's there's the never an thing. escape for it. No, I would say, I would say the same thing with that. Like a stay at home parent. That's what made me think of it. A stay yeah. at home parent is they're always there. They're always they don't ever get away. And it's the same thing with ministry, I think, too. It, it is because it's it's everything. So this week's challenge is it's really important that you educate yourself. Educate. You have to yourself. educate yourself. Don't Make sure that you get on. You're looking for answers to things that are going on. Don't think that what's going on in your life, that this burnout that you're in is unique to you. It's not. You're not alone in this. Reach out. Find a good, healthy community of people that you can reach out to. Reach out to that three or four core people like Christy was talking about and connect mm -hmm. with them and be open with them. It's not complaining. Complaining is when you go and you tell everybody what's going on in your life and, and you just keep and keep and keep and keep. That's complaining. Complaining is not talking privately with two or three different people and saying, hey, I got this going on in my life right now and it feels like it's too much. 
It feels like it's too much and I don't feel like there's any end to it. I feel like I've just given up and I don't care anymore. You know, and, and trust in that person and talk it through and get it out and, and seek answers. Mm-hmm. You know, research, look for the answers because it's different for everybody. I could sit here, Christy could sit here all day and tell you what works for us. What works for us may not work for you. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't keep educating yourself and looking for the answers for burnout. Burnout is a real problem. And it doesn't just affect you. It affects your work. It affects your family, your children. It affects ministry if you're part of that. It affects everything. And because God created you for a purpose, he needs you to live that out. But at the same time, he needs you to to take care of yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to take care of yourself and being honest with yourself and really looking at yourself and saying, hey, what areas am I really burnt out in right now that I need to step back from, that I need to say no to, that I need to get real with? You know, burnout is a real problem. And I think if you pray about it, I think the Holy Spirit will um, reveal to you what you need to see. Yeah. Like, I started really praying like, what is going on with me? And then all of a sudden I felt like, you know how people say you probably do this. You drive to work or you drive home from work or you drive to church, wherever you go on a regular basis and you get there and you don't remember how you got there. I mean, you just are kind of on autopilot the whole way there. That's how I, when I looked back over the last two or three months of my life, that's how every day was all my tasks that I was doing. It kind of, I was just kind of going through the motions. My body was present, but my mind wasn't Mm -hmm. because it starts like self-protecting itself, you know, from trauma and from being overworked and it will do that. And I started looking back and I'm like, I haven't been present really for anything. I haven't really been appreciating the birthday parties that I went to the people that I've been around. I haven't, I've just been going through the motions. And I can't really recall any good memories from them. Thank God I take a lot of pictures. Yes. Um, but it's, that was a huge warning flag for me when I started praying and I had that get brought up to me. I'm like, I don't want to be that person. Mm. I don't want, I want to be present. I want to be there for people. I want to be, to make them feel better when I'm around them. And I need to make sure that I take care of myself. Yeah, I, I like to say if you f- if you feel like a punching bag, just find out what's punching you and get away from it. Sometimes it's yourself. Sometimes a lot of times it's yourself though, and I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Like we have to make sure that we're being healthy about it. You know, burnout is a real problem. Be part of the solution. Don't just expect this is how I am. This is how things are. This is what I'm expected to do, and this is how th- this is just life. You know, I was told by somebody years and years and years ago, it said that, you know, you just need to get yourself a garage, you know, in a poor marriage and live in it. And that's just part of life. And work is something that you just, you know, tolerate. You're just supposed to work 30 years, suck it up and retire. And that's the way you live. And that's not true. It's just not true. You can live a happy, healthy life day in and day out with your work, with your spouse, with your children, with your church. You just have to know how to be healthy in the way that you do that and don't allow the burnout to stick around and control you and your situation. Well, and I think a big key is don't think that you're not going to get burnout. Yeah. So you don't don't waste time when you get in burnout being like, oh, man. I'm in burnout. I suck. <laughs> like, don't take time doing that. Like, we're all going to experience it. Yeah. It's part of life. Yes. Recognize it. That was one of the things, right? Yeah. Number one, 
<laughs> so like <laughs> recognize you're in burnout and then be like, okay, I'm in burnout. It's okay, everybody. Blow the whistle. We're going to do this, you yeah. know, type of thing. Yes, I agree. So please make sure you like and follow our page. Share us out. It's really important because um, Facebook likes to do their own thing and they like to just do all that stuff. Yes, I like that really awesome special thumbs up she did. So hope you guys found some value in this episode. Uh, burnout is a real problem. You know, make sure Share you reach out. Share some tips that you do. Please do. Yeah. Everybody is different. You know, these are things that we've read, we like, things that we're currently trying in our life right now. We are in burnout mode. We're there we're, we're living in it out right now we are climbing in it because we're willing to do the things that are necessary to do it and yes it is a season right christy said in the beginning it is a season it is but we have to make sure that we're doing our part to be active in the solution to that mm -hmm. that's being healthy in our lives being resilient and recognizing what's going on in the signs oh and then reversing i have one more thing i want to say so one thing that we recognized it was a big thing and i can't believe we didn't talk about it shame on us we weren't, we stopped. I'm in burnout. I'm forgetful. <laughs> we stopped having fun. We, yeah. re we realized that we hadn't been laughing and our family, our household is normally full of laughter mm. and our house has been empty of laughter. It has. And we've really made it a point to, we need to lighten up. We need to laugh a little bit again. And that makes a huge difference. And I can't believe we didn't talk about it. So if you lasted this long, this was the most important. <laughs> Laughter does make a difference. And I'm usually the guy that springs a laughter. And to be honest with you, I've went all serious mode. And that's because I've become apathetic to a lot of things. And that's that's part of the burnout problem. So being able to recognize that. And Christy recognized that the other day and sent it to me. And she goes, we need to laugh more. And I'm like, man, that is powerful because we do. We need to lighten up a little bit. We need to really approach life. That, we don't laugh anymore. No. Yeah. We, need, we need to approach life by like, you know, make today the most that you can. And that doesn't mean just work hard and grind everything out. You know, a lot of times that means pause and have fun too. So. Yeah. That was a huge one. Yeah. That is a big one. I'm yeah. glad you remembered that. <laughs> huh, burnout's already escaping her. <laughs> <laughs> She's already starting to remember stuff. <laughs> there we go. Oh, all right, guys. We appreciate everybody being here. We love you all. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.